This podcast is sponsored by Aurora Packaging Solutions, a global packaging solutions provider leading the transition to a more sustainably packaged future. They specialize in developing packaging and visual communication solutions that reduce the impact on the environment and bring sustainability goals to life. With a focus on partnership and service, they create a custom solution for your business. To learn more, please visit www.ororapackaging.com. Hey guys, how's it going? So today we are, I'm joining you from beautiful Fort Lauderdale. We've got Adam Peak, host of Package Design, uh, people of packaging. There it is. (laughs) Yeah, we've got Corey, host of Sustainable Packaging, and myself, host of Package Design Unboxed. Hope everybody's doing well. Go ahead and uh, drop your location in the comments. If you have any questions, drop those in there. If you're joining us for the very first time, go ahead and post that in there as well. We'd love to hear from you. How are you guys doing today? Doing great. Great. Thanks for having me on the show, sir. Appreciate you. Yeah, of course. Well, it's our show, right? We, we all do yeah. it together. So I was like, come yeah. on, Corey. Well, that's like, <laughs> like a standard podcast guest right, response. Right. I'm just happy to be here. Yeah, uh, appreciate your time. First time, first time caller, a long time listener, long time packaging aficionado. Yeah, yeah. I'm tired today, guys. The daylight. I'm I'm like praying that this whole daylight savings thing goes away. I have no I have no idea if it's good or bad, but all I know is I I don't want to keep doing it. <laughs> it's not fun. They voted unanimously to to stop it, right? In the Senate or in something I don't like know. That. Yeah. And since this isn't a political weekly show, we don't have to get into it. But I'll just say, like, cast my vote for not changing the clocks backwards and forwards. Agreed. Uh, without having any idea. Don't come at me with like, well, you are not considering the economic impact of the blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't think about that. I just don't want to change my clock. It's a really stupid thing. Yeah. You're um, just tired. Tired of being tired. Exactly. And Avelio is tired of talking on mute. mute. There it is. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I'm, I'm from Arizona, so we don't change our clock. So we're pretty, pretty down. Yeah. We're ready. All right. We got Hugh in the house. What up, Hugh? Hey, Hugh. Hey, Rick. We got, yeah, uh, we got Mount Pleasant. And then we've got LinkedIn user says hi. What's up, LinkedIn user? Sorry, we don't get all the data on the StreamYard thing. So <laughs> we're probably connected. You're probably an awesome person that we don't. Oh, we have another LinkedIn user that says hello. So appreciate the LinkedIn users, <laughs> Rick and you. I don't know why it just shows up like that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a set. It's a setting that the users have themselves. Privacy, yeah, pretty interesting. Oh, yeah. got it. Okay, we got Montreal. We've gone. We've gone uh, international. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on, Michelle, from Montreal? Sweet, awesome. So, what do we got going today? I know we've seen some classic stuff. I'm here in Florida. And Fort Lauderdale just launched this thing with Pepsi where, you know, Pepsi's helping clean up the beaches. That's all really nice. Um, but, you know, it's great. Help clean up the beaches. I mean, that's definitely something you need to be doing. Right. But it's not something you're going to get uh, up out of the back. Well, that's just kind of, that should be part of the course. Yeah. Right. Dang, look at this, you guys. We got... Sorry, we can talk about packaging here, but this is really cool. We got Elaine Cousins from the UK. We got Matt Foster from Good Morning. Uh, let's see. Man, we got Mexico in the house. What's up, Sergio? Los Angeles. I was just there. I was just in LA this weekend at a, my kids' basketball tournament. New Jersey, coast to coast. And uh, we got Vanessa, hashtag I love packaging, which yeah, is not easy. 
not yet a city, but we are working on it. We've petitioned. Okay. We've petitioned Nevada. In process. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love packaging Nevada. <laughs> Incorporated there. Yeah, there's. So appreciate everybody for sure for tuning in. It's really cool. Yeah. So you were saying that there's a big clean up the beach project in Fort Lauderdale, which it, if you're against that, then you're you're just not a good human being. Yeah. Um. So that's cool. Yeah, and then we uh, we shared an article internally on uh, plastic packaging increasing food yeah. waste. What do you what what are your thoughts there, Adam? Yeah, so this came actually from where Elaine Cousins is in the UK from the Guardian, and there was a study done by and I'll I'll I think I can drop this in here. I think I can put this in the comments. No, no, I cannot. It says can't post to comments. Anyway, I'll put it after the show goes live, but. Uh, it's, yeah, but you can share your screen. Oh, I can't do that, can't I? Let's see. Where'd you go? Share screen. Okay. You'd think we've done this before during... Okay. So it, it was it was in The Guardian in the UK, and it was this, it, the headline was very attention-grabbing, and it was like, Plastic Packaging Increases Fresh Food Waste, New Study Finds. And, and I was like, oh, that's fascinating. And so I, I went through, read the article looked into some of the information and I, it's, it's done by a nonprofit that has a, has a, it has an agenda to, to get rid of plastic waste. Right. So that's good. But I felt like the premise in this article was a little interesting. They, they made a lot of assumptions that basically that people were buying too much food because it had a prolonged shelf life and Mm -hmm. that they were throwing out the food because of its prolonged shelf life. And it said down here that if they got rid of plastic wrap on fruits and vegetables, that we could save 10 point or 10,300 tons of plastic and about a hundred thousand tons of food from being wasted each year. So I don't know. I kind of felt like my initial reaction, and I'm not in the plastic industry. I, I, people keep thinking like I have some sort of agenda. Like I work, I actually work for a company that makes paper-based packaging. So I, I legitimately don't have an agenda here. But I do question the data and say like, is that, is that just a theory? That, well, I would say. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah so, one, so one thing, a couple things. You know, before packaging, like my whole entire goal was to, was to be a chef. I spent a ton of time in culinary school. A ton in you know in the kitchen the restaurants. When you refrigerate certain fruits, vegetables, they release sugars, and it changes the flavor and texture, right? So, so that's one thing. Like the article was saying, you know, don't don't put it in plastic. Just refrigerate it because right. it, it'll stay longer, right? If you keep it below forty degrees, it'll stay longer. That's great, but it changes the flavor. Uh, two, working on some tomato packaging. I don't know, probably like ten years ago. One thing I learned was, you know, like the, the cucumbers and the squash and stuff comes in uh, a plastic shrink wrap. The reason that they do that is because for the most part, that stuff ships in the same trucks as tomatoes. And there's off-gassing that actually the cucumbers will off-gas or like the squash mm-hmm. will off-gas and will actually ripen tomatoes faster. So it, all of a sudden, this hmm. cycle will spoil the food faster. And of course, the tomatoes off-gas and ripen cucumbers faster. So that's, you know, that's a big reason for, for having that. Something I never knew before. Yeah. Uh, once I learned it, it made total sense. 
Yeah. And it, this is all part of like the, like a full life cycle analysis, right? Or, or at least really taking a deep dive in and understanding the reasons why. For sure, food companies are not looking to add costs because it is, it is, I mean, the, the margins are razor thin on fruits and vegetables. So it's not like they're adding packaging. They're not adding plastic because they're being paid off because like big oil is in their pockets or something like that. Like, like most of the time it is a financial decision that is based on prolonging the, the, the life of the food. The other thing is if you got to now start shipping these things in separate refrigerated trucks, um, what's that going to do to energy use? What's it going to do now to the fact that we're going to say the only people who can, who can get, you know, have, have buy fruit at the supermarket have to have refrigeration, which isn't the majority of the world population for that point. So right. I don't know. I thought it was a little, a bit of an interesting article to dig into. And like I said, I'll, I'll, you can go to, it's actually on the Ubuntu. It's in our uh, greenhouse, uh, the sustainable packaging greenhouse on Ubuntu. So you can look it up there. I think it came out in February, but I thought it was interesting. Uh, real quickly, let's say hi to Muhammad. Good morning, Muhammad. Matt is from New Hampshire. And uh, let's see, who do we also got here? Zubair asked if we have any warproof packaging. I don't know. Cannot cannot stop wars with packaging, unfortunately. If I could, I would. Seems like a pretty misleading article, Adam. I, I th- obviously, their intentions were to to pro, you know push their agenda, and it's sad to me when people have articles like that. When we we just want the truth, we want the real reasons. I think Avelio is correct. You know, this food will last longer if we wrap it and that will allow it to be shipped globally. And uh, that's important. Yeah. It's also important to know that none, every one of us here is happy to be wrong about that. I'm yeah. totally good with being wrong about not <laughs> wrapping food, uh, vegetables and fruit in plastic. Like I don't care. I'm happy to be totally wrong about that. I'm, I, actually, I, I want that. I want to be wrong about that, but it seems like right now, I don't, it doesn't seem like that's the case. Yeah. Corey, do you have any, any articles or things that you found this week? You know, I have just released an episode with chef Jensen Cummings, who is a brilliant chef. So this, this makes a lot of sense that we're talking about food and some sustainable packaging with Corey Connors. He absolutely lays out how, how and why restaurants should use sustainable packaging and just charge a little bit extra if they need to. Oftentimes, sustainable packaging can actually be a cost savings, in my opinion. But sometimes in the rest, restaurant industry, it can cost a little bit extra. And he said if you add value and you show your consumers that it's more uh, sustainable, they will oftentimes be totally fine with paying a little bit extra for that uh, more sustainable option. Yeah. Just don't – please don't buy – the compostable takeout containers and not have a place to compost. To compost, right? Like, don't don't spend the money. I mean, I hate to tell you that, but it you're just you're just. I mean, I guess chalk it up to marketing, but it, that thing ain't getting. It's just going to the landfill. It's just going to sit in the landfill for get recyclable time. containers. Just yeah, creates, yeah, just creates bigger issues. I mean, from yep. straws to cups and plates that you see everywhere that with with the compostable symbol on them, and nobody can compost. Yeah, you know, so. It's a good story. It's feel good when you hold it in your hand. It's like, oh, this will become compost. And then you're like, well, what do I do with it now? This goes landfill. 
and it yep. doesn't turn into compost there. No. Most people don't know what to do with it. That's the problem. Or they or they put it in the recycle bin, which is what happens with most people. Which is the worst. makes the recyclers mad. But yeah. Aveli, do you have any, any fun guests coming up on your podcast this week? Yeah, this week I've got uh, Jenny Potts from from the UK. She's part of the Pent Awards episodes I'm releasing. She's got some great stuff. Last week I had uh, Jenny Cairns from Butterfly Cannon. We went through some of the sustainable packaging uh, information that they've got, which is a ton. That's her focus. Um, this week I've got uh, Michael Napoli from TerraCycle. That's releasing, which is which is pretty cool. We get into some pretty good stuff on uh, carbon neutrality. I get him to break it down for me as if I was a first grader, which is pretty much my level of understanding on carbon neutrality. So it works out pretty good. And it looks like Michelle's got a question here. A really yeah. long one. I don't think we'll be able to fit on here. But let's see. Let's try <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, we can try it. Hey, while, while you guys are reading that question, I'll just say I've got uh, Lara Bada on my podcast this week. I know she's going to be coming out on Corey's uh, podcast as well in a little bit. Oh, from Milan, Italy, doing a ton of work in sustainable packaging from around the world. And this week, if you follow me on TikTok, I went through a Walgreens and made a uh, series of videos about packaging and Walgreens. So make sure make sure you connect up with me there at Packaging Pastor. All right, Michelle asks, uh, if you're creating a board game or anything, is it better to design it with sizing that fits a standard box size? Or is there really no difference if creating new packaging waste-wise and price-wise? I'd love your feedback. Packaging design. You know, I would, I would say um, if you check back, I think like three or four episodes on package design unboxed, I have a game developer manufacturer on there who does all the monopolies, all the monopoly games, and we get into some of the stuff. And he, he's, sorry for the background uh, noise, but um, he's also more than happy to answer questions. So I'd be, I'd be happy to connect uh, you with him. Definitely check out that episode. Way to pass the buck, Avelio. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not an expert, but I know an expert. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I I say that all the time. I'm like, I don't know everything about packaging. Not even close. But I know a lot of people who know a lot of stuff. So, cool. Well, I think that's it, Avelio. Travel safe from Fort Lauderdale back home. Yep, and Michelle, sure. please reach out to us if you, you know, behind the scenes, we're happy to answer more questions in detail. I think my question is, are you asking for about the primary or the tertiary or secondary packaging? All of those relate to that. So please reach out to us and we're here to help. Cool deal. Oh, man. Christine comes in right at the end. All right. See you. What do we got here with Christine? Chris, it's It's basically like a chicken and the egg thing, right? So like if people are buying compostable packaging is you know is does that mean that we'll we'll then create the infrastructure i don't i don't know maybe i i it's not an easy infrastructure to put in place yeah 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 and and there is a very real question christine around is come is packaging that is compostable is does it actually help the compost and in many cases it's it doesn't it's not it's not good for the compost. And so even industrial composters that have the equipment are saying, no, thanks. We don't want your compostable packaging. And so it's a little bit, I think of adventures and missing the point currently. Now that's not to say that there isn't some value to it. It's just, it's really expensive. Um, And I know Christine, you're in the flexible film space. So like a stand-up pouch that's made from all PLA costs eight to 10 X 
a standard pouch and it tends to have a worse barrier and oxygen or a, a water and oxygen barrier. So why degrade, yeah. why degrade the, the product? So yeah. I don't yeah. know. Plus it, plus it's got to, it's got to run hotter. Uh, it's got to run longer than your typical compost, which then, you know, to your point of being more expensive to compost more energy as well. Right? Yeah. More energy. So then, what are you really what are you really getting what's the benefit there so i think we should invest in composting regardless like i just think yeah, we should invest in it because of the food waste question not because of packaging like stop creating yeah. packaging that is technically compostable make packaging do what packaging is supposed to do and let's invest in the and, and and we'll innovate we'll find we'll find a material i believe i agree for sure all right awesome all right wrapping up you thanks so much yeah Appreciate you. It. give you the last word been here man <laughs> All right, All right, guys. This episode is sponsored by Specrite, the first purpose-built platform for specification management. So much has changed when it comes to packaging, and there's a new book to help you stay ahead of the curve. The Evolution of Products and Packaging, written by longtime packaging executive Mr. Matthew Wright, helps you unpack industry trends and explains how you can use data to drive packaging innovation and sustainability. Download your free copy today at specright.com backslash book. That's S-P-E-C-R-I-G-H-T dot com backslash book.